Today on The Topping Show, GM is going to invest $918 million into developing a new V8. Alex Jones is being sued for his cat. The European Union is still dependent on Russian energy. And news about Marilyn Manson reveal a source that says he is innocent. All that and much, much more on The Topping Show. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in today. Today's episode of The Topping Show is sponsored by ExpressVPN and Topping Technology. ExpressVPN helps protect your online data, and Topping Technologies is an IT value-added resource and services company with a special proficiency in IT security. If your business needs some assistance or you're an IT leader and can use hand, increase them at sales at toppingtechnologies.com. Jumping into the business part of the podcast, Lordstown EV Company said they're, they're going to put a pause on their IT fixes. This is a pseudo startup. They've been around for a couple of years. Conveniently enough, they're located in Lordstown. Their flagship model is called the Endurance Electric Pickup. They claim that the current pause in production is due to a supplier component issue where they're just running late and late and late. With the current funding that this startup has, they believe they can deliver 500 units this year in 2023. Now, the big Achilles heel for this company right now, some are saying is, the estimated range for these EV trucks is 193 miles, which is a lot less than its competitors. And one unique interesting about them is they have the wheel hub motors. So the motors are actually mounted inside the wheel hubs, which is pretty interesting. Although it does hurt the car's fuel economy since the unsprung weight on the vehicle, that's where you really have the biggest change in handling and fuel economy is reducing that weight. Think of that as, you know, sprung, I believe, is all of that weight is the traditional weight for a vehicle, such as, you know, chairs, engine, it's all directly pushing down the vehicle. Unsprung weight is like the wheels, the rims, the tires. That's one of the reasons the Ford GT, the new model, has carbon fiber rims for the vehicle. And a lot of people say that's one of the main reasons it feels so light when you're going around corners and the handling is so exceptional. And I know Porsche always ha- also has a model, or rather, the aftermarket company in I believe Australia, they have two major clients. One is the Ford company for the Ford GT for those carbon fiber rims. And I think they have an aftermarket part um, availability for Porsche. So it seems to me this would be a big downside, but some are saying that's a big plus to them. They also sold their factory to Taiwan's headquartered Foxconn in spring of 2022. You might hear that name for assembling pretty much every technology you have. They're one of the largest not only manufacturers of components in cell phones, laptops, they also assemble the product with one of the most major contracts that is publicly known is being the Apple iPhone platform, where Foxconn will assemble those pieces of IT hardware. Going on to another automotive company, Joel Motors said that they are going to invest $918 million into a new V8 engine this year. Now, they are currently in their sixth generation of the small block V8 the break, numbers breaking down into having a 5.3 liter model and a 6.2 liter model, as well as a couple of diesels. So GM has officially confirmed the V8 and their trucks are going to be around for a while, which is a nice stark contrast to other industry competitors where Toyota famously killed the V8 option for their flagship large, or they say large, truck, the Toyota Tundra, where in 2016 they downgraded, or some might say they downgraded from a V8 to a V6 twin turbo for their large truck, which in terms of the basic economics of fuel displacement and how engines work, an old school or traditional thought pattern would be, I'd rather have a larger engine 
that doesn't have to work as hard as opposed to a smaller engine that has to work much harder to get that same performance. And the longevity being you have an engine that's working a little less harder, they'll last longer. And if GM ever did one thing right, it was the V8. I mean, that's an engine that defined the company for all the greatest platforms. You got, of course, the Corvette, the Camaro, the Silverado, all, you know, got the Cadillac Escalade with all the other rebadging of the different brands they own. So it's one of those things where it's definitely a good investment. And the current, now this is also a stark contrast. GM previously noted that they want to be 100% EV by 2035 for their fleet. So they want all their vehicles to be electric by 2035. A lot of people are critical on that thought, debating, do we even have enough resources on the planet for everyone to have enough lithium to mine that? You're, also, you're already seeing the prices of lithium go up with more and more EV companies start, starting to utilize that natural resource. So if I were a gambling man, I would say probably best to have a more diverse or diversified lineup of vehicles. Because right now with the current technology, EV trucks don't work for their intended purpose. Their intended purpose being towing and hauling cargo. Granted, a lot of people just have trucks and park in the city. No problem in that scenario. But I remember Hoovy on Hoovy's Garage, he did a very famous YouTube video recently where he took a new Ford Lightning, which is their electric EV truck platform, and he towed, ironically, an old Model T behind it, and he compared the performance of the EV truck versus the traditional Ford F-150, which is the most popular truck in history by number of units sold. And of course, with the towing taking into account, it did just destroyed the mileage and the range of the vehicle. It makes sense. You're having to you perform a lot more work pulling that weight. So the only thing that we're really waiting for is, again, we're going to have to have, if you want it as its intended purpose for hauling, you have to have a breakthrough technology with a new, some new battery component or substance or something will get it over the hump to make it a commercially viable option. Right now, I mean, if you're looking to haul heavy cargo, it's traditionally a diesel V8 or gasoline V8 in the trucks. And I don't want to say I told you so, although I did kind of call it last week when we covered the stock buyback phenomenon where the government's criticizing it as a terrible thing for companies to buy back their stock. Fascinatingly enough, Warren Buffett agrees with my point. So in, his, in Berkshire Hathaway's annual letter, which is one of the most successful investment companies in history that he famously owns, in the letter to shareholders, they noted that stock buybacks add value to their current shares. Because of course it does. It's increasing the value of your shares. The price per unit goes up. So if you're, hold, if you're holding a thousand shares of a company and that company buys a bunch of shares back, the value of your shares goes through the roof. So this makes sense. Now this is interesting enough. A lot of people are saying that Warren Buffett is a longtime Democrat in terms of his political policies and his voting patterns. And he says it's criticizing, he's criticizing the government criticizing stock buybacks in light of Democrats who claim that stock buybacks primarily benefit corporations and wealthy investors. With a quantifiable government action last year, Biden enforced a 1% tax on stock buybacks in 2022, and he wants to quadruple it this year. And going into Warren Buffett's actual quote, he says, quote unquote, when you are told that the repurchases are harmful to shareholders or for the country or particularly beneficial to the CEOs, you're listening to either an economic illiterate or a silver-tongued demagogue. Couldn't agree more, Warren. Great point. So in terms of policies, I would get rid of that since it's literally having companies reinvest in themselves by buying up shares and helping the stockholders or shareholders. It's going up in value. So interesting to see how 
the overlap of business and politics continues to grow over the years. Now, going under the culture, and I guess this is also pseudo business as well, continuing that trend, Alex Bo- Jones is being sued for his cat. Bizarrely enough, but somehow true. Now, a little bit of history on Alex Jones. He's a longtime political commentator. He owns a company called Infowars, as well as a supplement company. I failed to remember the actual name of that subsidiary that he owns. And a couple years back, he was slapped with a defama- defamation lawsuit where he had a disgusting tragedy where a monster went to a Sandy Hook a school in Sandy Hook and performed the most horrific act of taking young people's lives. And Alex Jones saw videotapes where the parents were the parents of the deceased children were laughing before interviews. And from what I could tell, he interpreted that as them being not authentic and him postulating that they are crisis actors and it was a conspiracy for the government to have more ammo in their fight or rather in their in their bag of tools of evidence as to why people shouldn't be able to own guns. And he never told his fans to attack the families or attack those people, but some of them did, unfortunately. And Alex Jones covered this, we now know it's a conspiracy, now that we have all the facts to light. So he covered this topic, I believe, for less than 30 minutes. And the families came forth and they sued him. Not for 20 grand a piece, not for 50 grand a piece, not a million, not 2 million, not 100 million. $1.5 billion dollars? was the fine that he has to pay in civil court where he was sued by the families. So he's on the hook for $1.5 billion because he was wrong about conspiracy theory. And Alex Jones, I believe, is um, somewhat of a litmus test for free speech. Many of what he says I find morally repugnant, and some I don't don't even fathom how he comes to those conclusions. And some things he actually sometimes gets right. And I always am one of the old school thoughts in terms of, I may not agree with your what you're saying, but I'll fight to the death for your right to say it. And a lot of people are saying this man should never be allowed to speak again. And the lawyers in the lawsuit, they said this isn't just to make the families right. This is to send a message. So it is literally just punishing him and trying to destroy his business so he will never have the ability to speak again. Now, some criticism coming where Alex Jones gave his family members about $1.3 million dollars. And this is so bizarre. So they're claiming that his cat is worth $2,000. I don't know why you spend $2,000 for something you can get for free with a cat, but that's, so the courts are saying that's an asset. We should be able to take that asset, strip it from him. They're also reporting that his expenses account for $100,000 a month. They did not break down that expense. So it's unknown if that's just him buying, he does have a couple of houses, I believe in Austin. But that doesn't really go into, is that the cost of his business? If he's employing 30 people, well, that's going to be a lot of overhead every month. So they're just saying that's, that's his expenses. So it's unsure how quantifiably important or pertinent it is to the situation. If he's just buying himself watches and luxury cars, that seems like a, you could go after that money. But if it's for the business, that's remained unseen. Of course, he's going to challenge his court filing, try to get it overturned. It'll be interesting to see how that goes. Now, going on to other freedom of speech importance, as well as what used to be conspiracy theory, Marilyn Manson, whose real name, I cannot believe this, is Brian Warner. And the main people that know him with his music capabilities, his musical talents, he has 
a lot of music videos and his shtick is to look very controversial. He wears makeup and different outfits and a couple of songs are quite, quite entertaining. I remember a few years ago, Jerome Butler was a movie called Gamer and they used Marilyn Manson's cover of Sweet Dreams, which given the combination of the way Marilyn Manson interpreted the lyrics and his vocals and the scenery that they coupled with it, I thought it was a quite brilliant performance and a good match for the scenes of the movie. Now, Marilyn Manson was recently accused of sexual misconduct and taking advantage of many of women, and the whole, me whole media immediately turned on him and said he was guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. The whole media, everyone was saying, he was, let's not look at the evidence, let's not wait for the evidence. We're just going to condemn him right off, right off the bat. Now, one of the sheer, this should be a dire warning for people who quickly judge people without due process or evidence because you don't know. So, now, more recently, the accuser recants her, alle her allegations and she claims that Evan Rachel Wood, and this is a quote, manipulated her. Now, Rachel Evan Wood was one who convinced her to make the allegations in the fir first place. And Marilyn claimed his accusers were, quote unquote, secretly recruited, coordinated, and, and pressured prospective accusers to emerge simultaneously with allegations of rape and abuse against Warner, Warner being his last name. And now this person is recanting that statement. Yet another good example, wait for all the facts to come out and then condemn someone, give them the appropriate punishment or their freedom depending on the situation. So I can't see, hopefully his reputation will bounce back from the situation. And the more and more evidence comes out, the more we'll understand it. But it is one of those dear warnings of once, you know, there's an old saying accused on day one, acquitted, or sorry, accused on page one of the news, acquitted on page seven, back when we had physical paper newspapers, which most of the audience might not know. Paper used to have news on it and they used to distribute it all over the neighborhood. Fascinating how technology changed that. Now, going to the politics, the European Union is still dependent on Russia for energy. Now, since the Russia-Ukraine conflict, the or war, depending on what vernacular you want and what stipulations. Now, the EU did cut back on the importation of Russian coal, gas, and oil. But they failed to take into account the most efficient, important energy in modern society, nuclear. And this is somewhat ironic or interesting. A few years back, the U.S. government, via current president, Trump warned Europe, do not be dependent on Russia for energy. You know, you should probably look at alternatives, make your own nuclear silo or nuclear um, reactors. And they all laughed at him. Because at the time, they were buying a majority of energy from Russia. And at the time, Russia was not a threat. They're all getting along, relatively speaking. Now, listen to this delta or this difference in import prices. So... In 2022, Russia exported $1 billion more than the previous years in nuclear raw material and technologies, with one of the most popular exports to Russia being uranium, which is the main component for nuclear fission needed to produce the energy. This partially comes from the fact that there are still 18 Russian-designed nuclear power plants in the EU. So that's a lot of plants, and they're saying we don't want Russian oil, we don't want Russian coal, or natural gas, they gotta get their energy somewhere. And the technology isn't to the point where it could be 100% renewable, especially when it's nice and cloudy over lots of parts of Europe. 
So they need their energy to come from somewhere. And right now they're still dependent on Russia. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if they try to find a new supplier for that or if they just continue funding Russia, which they were fervently against 12 seconds ago. So it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. Going on to the business blunder of the day, Union, Union Pacific Railroad announced they, they will replace the CEO because of fund pressure. So they're going to replace their CEO because of a hedge fund. And they're in a tight spot because that hedge fund owns $1.6 billion in the company. So they have a $1.6 billion stake in the business, specifically Soroban Capital Partners. Now, their claim is Union Pacific is lagging behind peers because of Lance Fritz's tenure, Lance Fritz being the current CEO. And behind the scenes, they've been pressuring the company for a year to get rid of the CEO. So it's only now become to the light where most people are realizing that. Now, this is also in the light of the railroad company posted a $1.6 billion profit in Q4. Which is astonishing when most businesses are losing money going out of business, they're actually making a profit. So that's good. One of the main complaints come from that they believe that the company struggles to make impromptu deliveries, such as when emergency shipments of livestock producer needs their food. Specifically, they, they know an instance where Foster Farms said they didn't need, they needed some feed delivered to them quickly to ensure their their chickens wouldn't, wouldn't run out of things to food to eat. And they also cite a couple other issues with the decrease in headcount with the unions. But at the end of the day, this is a huge business blunder because people who don't have as much insight into the company as someone who works at the company are trying to make some of the biggest decisions, just such as ousting the CEO. And they got what they wanted. The CEO is going to be gone. So this is the downside of every time you go public, you have to weigh the pros and the cons. You get a huge cash infusion, which is great for reinvesting the company, building out infrastructure. Many restaurants do that where they build out thousands of stores. But you're also beholden to the shareholders. And we're having this continuing trend of shareholders being activists and making moves on the chessboard that aren't necessarily the best for the company physically, but sometimes it's personality wise, or they just think it's a different strategy needed. So allowing that to happen is certainly business blunder for the day. Thank you everyone for tuning in today. Don't forget to, if you'd like to see more content like this, like, subscribe, comment, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your coworkers, heck, tell your enemies, stay, just tell anyone, stay safe and fight the good fight.